22. Therefore, God has caused a storm. And sooner or later, somebody in that boat with you is going to toss your hide over, overboard. You know, and, the, and God will get you to where you need to go, but the belly of the whale can be a nasty place to live. You know, you hear what I'm saying to you? So I want you to ask the Lord right now. Let's just stop and take a minute. Let's ask the Lord, which storm am I in? Am I in your storm that you cause God, or, or am I in the storm that the devil's causing? Father, I just pray for every person in this room that you would show them, the ones that are going through difficulties and trials in their life, that they would know which storm they're in. They would know if you caused the storm or if the devil's caused the storm. Amen. In Jesus' name, speak to them. All right, here's the other storm. I just wanted to read it to you. This is a word for some, a real specific word for some people in here. This is in Luke 8. Now, at, verse 22, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into the boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake, and they launched out. That was Jesus, by the way, getting into the boat with his disciples. Jesus is in the boat with them. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Oh, that's, I don't, I'm thinking about that a lot this morning. Jesus fell asleep in your boat. <laughs> you got Jesus, but he's asleep. You know, has anybody ever felt that way about Jesus? You feel like you're doing what God wants you to do, but he's taking a nap. And you're in this situation, and he's sleeping. And you don't really know, what is wrong with you, Jesus? You're asleep. <laughs> but the good thing is, at least he's in the boat with you. Because <laughs> you don't want to be in that other boat where they're throwing you off. You know, <laughs> he wasn't in that boat. Those guys were, and they weren't crazy. Get this guy out of here. But as they, but as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came down on the lake. Well, let me tell you something about that windstorm. It was a hurricane. If you look at it in the word in the Greek, this was not just a, uh, you know, a breeze that a hard breeze that blew over that made the leaves on the tree point a direction. This is one that bent the leaves, bent the trees over. That's what the Greek is very emphatic. It was a powerful wind that came. These guys were in trouble. They were in trouble in their life, okay? They were in big trouble. And uh, it says, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. So it says they were in jeopardy. So, <laughs> so you know, that's what happens. If the Lord sends you in a direction in your life, then there's this storm that happens in your life. And, and the Lord sent you there, and there you are asleep. He's asleep. Not, it doesn't seem like He's with you. He's not helping you, it doesn't seem like and the, the wind is coming down hard, and your boat is starting to sink. Is anybody feel like their boat's starting to sink? Raise your hand. I'd like to see the hands of the boats are sinking in this morning. Good. You know, I'm hoping you're in that boat, and I hope that Jesus is sleeping with you, because He wants to say something to you. Okay? And they came to Him and awoke Him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then He rose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they... And they ceased, and there was calm. You know, when we were Hurricane Hugo, remember that? For people who lived here, it was bad. Remember how bad it was? And we lived around all these pine trees uh, in our house. They were all these pine, you know, you don't want to be in no hurricane around pine trees. I'm telling you, don't. But we were all in the inner side bathroom in the house downstairs, and our children were much younger then, and and that's what, I'll just never forget this, that's what Grace was praying, peace be still, peace be still. Because you could hear that freight train noise, they were like the little tornadoes, they, all of a sudden it would come, you'd hear it roaring, and you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. And, and you could hear the trees snapping like toothpicks out there, and we didn't know if the house was going to blow over or not. And 
it was scary, man. We were afraid. We were really afraid. So I understand what these people feel. And, of course, the Lord took care of us through that. You know, I had this car, my old yellow Toyota, that I was hoping, please let one of them streets just smash that thing. Please. I walk out there after it was over, and the, and the trunk was up on the phone. <laughs> it blew the trunk up, and I could never get the trunk really to shut again. <laughs> it did, that's all it did to it. It didn't hurt it, unfortunately. I don't know what I did with that car, but <laughs> Lord bless whoever got it. But he said to them, where is your faith? Now, I want to just say something right now about where is your faith. I think a lot of times, you know, we've heard that people, people get rebuked. You didn't get your healing because you don't have faith, and I don't really believe that. I don't believe that's what the Lord was... He wasn't rebuking them like that. He wasn't being mean to them because of their lack of faith. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, when we're in a situation, God will question us about our faith. He will question us. But he doesn't, it's not a question like, you are just worthless and why... You know, this is not happening because you don't have faith, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think what he's saying is you do have faith. You do have it. And that's what he was saying to them. There's faith. And he's trying to draw that faith out of us when he does it. So if anybody ever rebukes you for something about faith, don't, don't receive it. Don't believe it. That's just not the Lord. I don't believe in that. And they were afraid and marveled and saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. All right, to save time, the rest of the story is this. They were going somewhere. And they went, and there was a man who had a bunch of demons in him. Uh, in fact, so many demons in this guy, he couldn't even live around other people. He lived out in these caves and tombs and stuff and couldn't wear clothes and even could break chains. He, you know, he was so, in fact, he had so many, many demons, they called themselves legion. And I don't know how many legion were in a, a you know, Roman legion, but I believe that was probably how many demons that guy had in him. I feel sure those guys really understood because they knew about Roman legions and, that's how many demons he had in him. And the Lord cast those demons out of that man. And those demons, you know, actually had a little conversation with the Lord and wanted to go and get into these pigs. And Well, they did. And, of course, the pigs ran over and went into this ocean and died. That's what happened. You know, that's what will happen to a pig if a demon gets in it. You know, <laughs> that's really what... That, don't ha- that doesn't happen to people. You know, I, you wonder about that. It seems like those, pe- those pigs may have more sense than people. You know, if a demon gets into people, they don't... It's like, let's just go run and jump in the water and maybe something will happen. You know, maybe this demon will get off of us. You know, if you got demons this morning, you need to do something radical. You know, the radical thing is not to go try to jump in the water. The radical thing is to get the Lord to deliver you. Okay? And there's probably somebody in here who's got some demons. You know? But this poor guy got delivered, and it scared the people to death that was there. Isn't it crazy how people are? They got scared. People were crazy. All them people were crazy over there. They believe in demons. And Here's this man who was in a mess in his life. Couldn't live, couldn't wear clothes. Couldn't be around people. He was so crazy. Cut himself, it says, and hurt himself. Here God delivered this man, and he was in his right mind, and those people said, don't even come to us, the people from that city. That is a religious spirit, if there ever was one. Don't even get around us. We don't, we're, you know, we can't deal with this. The Lord, you know, wants to rebuke us for that kind of attitude. You know, we need to be just slam crazy for God. Because to them people, that was insanity, what was going on. They just couldn't deal with it. 
you got to be crazy to want to go live in China. You really do. What American in their right mind would really want to go over there? Well, nobody in their right mind. You know, but who needs a right mind? We need God's mind. God has a big, big interest in sending Americans to China and somewhere else. But what happened is the guy wanted to go with Jesus. Let me go and be with you, Jesus. And Jesus wouldn't let him. He just wouldn't let him go with him. He said, no, you're not going with me. And this is interesting, verse 29. This is what Jesus said to him. He said, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. In other words, Jesus was saying, listen, you, you know, you don't need to come hanging around the church. You know? <laughs> Them people in church, of course, we need Jesus, I think. I think our churches today need Jesus badly. As bad as the world almost. But hopefully we're going to get to the point where we can tell people, hey, don't be hanging around here. Go to China. Go to China. Go to Chile. You know, go to Africa. Go somewhere. You don't need to be sitting around here. Go do something. That's what, you know what I'm saying? Don't just sit around here and be blessed all the time. You know, and he got blessed and he wanted to hang around that blessing. Well, I need to be blessed and we need it from time to time, but the Lord's calling us to go. Now, this is the thing. Now, I'm going to tell you this. This is the thing. This is what it said. It says, and he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. He proclaimed throughout the whole city. You know why that storm came? It came because of that verse right there. Because there was a man fixing to get delivered and go to his city and proclaim what God had done for him. And that's why the devil was trying to stop it. He wanted to turn that boat back, man, because he knew something was going to happen. And he knew that the gospel was going to go somewhere. The gospel was going to be preached. Somebody was going to get delivered. Somebody was going to get set free. Somebody was going to get healed. And when we begin to do the work of God, the devil is going to do that to us. So here's a word for people who really feel like they've been going through some stuff. And you feel like you've really been trying to obey the Lord with your life. You feel like you've really been trying to do what God told you to do, but all of a sudden things are not working. In fact, it's going negative on you. Well, God's got a word for you this morning. Okay? He's trying to talk to you. He's trying to say, if you have been called to go to your city and you're reaching opposition, you're in good company. Or if you've been called to go to, to Africa, or if you've been called to go to China, if you've been called to go to your next door neighbor, if you have been just called and you're trying to really follow the Lord, just not even go anywhere, but you're trying to live a life that pleases God, and you got out opposition, then you are in a good place. And what you need, you need to get Jesus woke up, because He's gone and took a nap. He really has. He's done it on purpose. Not to let you despair, but He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. You know, and what we need is we need some people. Where's our faith? We need some people just because when it gets hard, we don't give up and quit. Or you start saying, well, you know, it's just bad there. And, you know, the church is having a hard time and people fall because it's going through difficulties. Or, you know, well, that mission trip don't seem to be working. We're not going to do that. Boy, you're wrong. I'm telling you, you're wrong this morning for that attitude. That's not what the Bible says. We're going to go through difficulties as Christians. We're going to go through them if you're going to do the work of the Lord. 
you're going to get hindered. You're going to get pushed around. You're going to get, you're going to see failure. And things are going to happen in your life that's not, you can't understand. But God is saying something different to you this morning. He's saying that's the way it was in the Bible. That's the way it is with really men and women of God through history. They've met hindrances. They've suffered for the gospel. They've suffered because they obeyed God. And we find that hard to swallow. But it's the truth, and I'm telling you the truth this morning. The devil will hinder you. But I'm going to tell you something. We have a God that can calm the storm. We have a God that can calm the storm. We have a God that can speak to the storm and set you free. But you've got to start believing that God. And you've got to get, you've got to get over this... You know, saying ugly things, being critical, being judgmental, putting people down when things get hard, giving up when things get... All that stuff. Somebody said to me, man, this is crazy what they were saying. Oh, you know, I don't know what, hap- has, what has happened to the Christians that got saved in the 80s. I said, what are you talking about? Well, it seems like the ones who got saved before that are more battle-hardened. They can go through stuff. It seems like a lot of the people that are Christians now, they just give up. They quit. They don't endure. They don't persevere. They don't get anywhere. I'm thinking, never thought about it. <laughs> you know, he was using decades. I don't know if that really... But I'm asking you this morning, what kind of Christian are you? What kind of Christian are you? Are you one that you could find in there? Are you? Are you just one that you find in this room this morning? That's what I want to know. Which one are you? Which one are you? Are you one that can persevere when things get hard? Are you one that can endure and suffer because of the Word of God? When things don't go good, when people forsake you, when you get your legs chopped out from under you, when you can't understand it, when it doesn't seem like it's so anointed, it doesn't seem like it's so wonderful, God. Well, let's just do something else then. Are you one, like the Apostle Paul said the best line, I wanted to come a lot of times, but Satan hindered me. He got there. He got there. The Bible talks about overcomers. The Bible talks that God wants to make us more than conquerors in these things. And he talks about tribulations. He talks about difficulties. He's talking about lots of things we go through as Christians. And I'm not one of these Christians I used to be that always think everything's got to be hard and everything's got to be miserable. I don't live that way no more. I'm one of these guys who believe in faith that God's going to bless. There's going to be prosperity and those things. But I also realize this. Something's wrong with our mentality. I don't think we have the mentality that the men and women of God in this book had. Things are hard. Well, you know, just retreat. They didn't do it. They didn't retreat. They persevered. They pressed into God. Now, if you're in the storm because you, you know, you're running from God, well, bless God. Throw them overboard. <laughs> dive in. Okay? Dive in. Dive in. And God will get you on the right direction. But if you're in a storm because in your life you have sincerely tried to follow the Lord and be led by the Holy Spirit, I want to tell you, don't give up, don't quit, don't back down. Because that is the only way you're going to get through this thing. Because if you don't, guess what will happen? If you quit and give up, it's just like Jim was saying, 
you know, in the military. You go right back and you have to go through that again. And you're going to keep going back and going through it until you get through it. Amen? Let's stand. Now, <clears throat> if the Lord spoke to you about your, your storm, I just know there's some of you in here going through difficulties in your life, and I see you backing down. Okay? I see you backing down. But you're, you're making a mistake. I think there's some of you in here going through difficulties because you're not obeying the Lord. Lord, I just ask you this morning, help us, help us, help us. I ask for a blessing on, on us, God. Uh, I ask you that you would bless us today um, with the things that we, we see in the Apostle Paul. A man who talked about how many times he was beaten for the gospel. I'm not asking you to put us in that situation. I'm just asking you with that kind of perseverance. Lord, I'm not even asking you to bring any trouble. I don't want I'm not asking for it. I don't believe in asking for it because I think you're going to give us enough without it. But I'm asking you to put that heart in us, God. I believe the Spirit of God wants to do that in you. Uh, king David, Father, who was anointed as king and suffered greatly at the hand of Saul but never quit and never turned and ran away from his calling. He hung in there. He pressed in there and ultimately came into to victory. I ask you to put that kind of heart in us. Lord, for those of us in this room that have that Jonah thing going on, throw them overboard. Just throw them overboard. Just throw them into the storm and so they can get out of it. That's their only way out is to jump in and trust God. Submit. Repent. And God will get you where He wants you to go. I ask you to do that, Lord. Oh, Jesus, please do that. Please help us, Jesus. Help us. I feel so inadequate myself, God. And I feel like we're an inadequate people, God. But I'm going to tell you, God, I am not... I'm, I'm declaring this day, but I'm declaring it in, in this sense. I believe the Spirit of the living God can enable and empower every person in this room as we give ourselves to You, as we humble ourselves... And, and as just as Jim Hill said, we made that contract, we made that dedication, as we really live that out, you will empower us to live this way. You will empower us to do it. It's not something we have to do out of our flesh. In fact, we, don't, we should not do this out of our flesh. Lord, the, the excellency of the power is of God and not of us. It is of God and not of you. God can do this in you, but you have to let Him. You have to make a choice. You have to give Him the opportunity. He's not going to force it on you. He's not going to force it on you. Bless your holy name, Lord. Bless your holy name. I, I just want to dismiss everybody. I would like to get the ministry team up here, though, to, for any people who particularly feel like they need prayer. I'd like some people to come here to pray for people who, who would have a desire to be prayed for uh, along the airs of your storms. Um, and I want... Lord, bless, bless everyone uh, else. So if you would like to be prayed for, would you just come up now and you can be dismissed and Andy will play some music and, and we'll go from here. Amen.